Welcome to the Questioning God podcast with John Hopper. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and this is a resource produced by Search, an organization committed to having conversations about the big questions of God and life. This episode is all about chapter number six, Haven't Christians Caused More Harm Than Good? John, where do we start to think about that topic? Well, I think we could talk about this topic, Blaine, on both a sort of a micro and a macro level. And by micro level, I mean, I mean, there's been times when we've seen individual people in our lives that have, you know, they say, I'm a Christian, and then we've seen them behave in a certain way, and, and it's not honorable. And so in our minds, they're just a hypocrite. They're creating more harm than good, right? So um, so that we can talk about this question on that micro level. We could also talk about it on a macro level and that we can look across history and look across the globe and we can see that there's been some things that Christians collectively have done that also have not been very honorable, right? And uh, have maybe cr- created more harm than good. So, so why don't we take some time to sort of look at a little bit of each of those, sort of the micro problem and the macro problem. Yes, let's let's do that. So let's talk about uh, hypocrisy first. Okay, yeah. So really sort of that micro issue where we see hypocrisy in in an individual's life that we're sort of touching up against. So um, now one of the things I want to do as we enter into this is I want to define hypocrisy a little bit because I think sometimes we put people in the category of hypocrites uh, just because they don't perfectly live, live up to the standards that they proclaim. And if we did that, then we can't listen to anybody. <laughs> About anything. <laughs> we can't even listen to ourselves, right? Yeah. Because there's nobody that lives up even to their own standards, right? So so that being the case, right, like if we're going to just sort of eliminate hypocrites, like I'm never going to listen to anything that a hypocrite says, and we define hypocrites as people that don't live up to their own standards perfectly, then you know we're kind of toast that way. So, so I want to define sort of hypocrisy in this way. It's hypocrites really are people who they proclaim a standard, they don't live up to it, and they don't hold themselves accountable to it. Okay, so explain that a little bit further. So let's say that I tell my kids when they're, so let's say when they're younger and they're around the house and I tell them they need to sort of honor and respect their elders, okay? But then let's say that I don't do that to my own parents who are older than me. I'm unkind towards them. And they even see that, right? So now if I cover that up and if I defend myself, then I would say I'm being a hypocrite in the sense if I'm telling them they should do that, but I'm clearly not doing that. If, however, I mess up, I don't treat my parents respectfully, and I recognize that, and I hold myself accountable to it, and I say, man, I blew that, and I sort of make amends with my parents, and I tell my kids, hey, that wasn't right. I'm not a hypocrite in that case. In fact, I'm saying that that standard I set is even applicable to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so, um, so I, I just say that because I think, again, sometimes just when we see somebody not live up to a standard, we are just sort of, we can quickly dismiss them as a hypocrite, and maybe they're really not a hypocrite. So I think that's a great definition, very helpful. We've got a better picture of what a hypocrite is. But look, you got to admit, there are some people who call themselves Christians and they really are hypocrites. That's right. Right? Yeah. And uh, so if that's so, why shouldn't we just dismiss what they have to say about Christianity? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, um, there are certainly people who call themselves Christians who are hypocrites. And sadly, I would say right at times that, that I've been that, where I've, you know, maybe put out, like, this is the way that, you know, people should act or behave and I don't, and I don't even really hold myself accountable to it. So, so I can sort of be in that, that pool as well. Um, and I think it's really natural for us to be bothered when we see that, right? So when we see people not living up to a, a, a standard, it, it does make us recoil a bit. And so if you feel that way, I feel that way, we're kind of in sync with one another there. But maybe even more important than that, we're actually in sync with Jesus because Jesus did not like hypocrites. And he was super willing to call people out. And there were you know, some very religious people in Jesus's day, and they were telling everybody else, you got to live this way or that. And yet Jesus would say, you're telling everybody else to do that, but you're not doing that yourself. So, so um, in a sense, then we're not really, if we sort of don't like, you know, hypocrites, we're not sort of disaligning ourselves with Jesus. We're actually aligning ourselves with him because he, he didn't like hypocrites as well. Now, I think there's a difference, Blaine, between maybe keeping our distance from people who are hypocrites. Like nobody really likes a hypocrite all that much. And and altogether sort of dismissing what they espouse. So so for example, um you go to the doctor and um you're a smoker and uh you know it's starting to have some health impact on you and the doctor, you know, is just really getting on you. You've got to stop smoking, you know? And so they're really kind of setting down the, because if you don't, this and this and this and this is going to happen to you. So, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, I really probably need to deal with this smoking and try to see if I can and beat this. And so you go to sign out from the hospital, you know, from the you know, doctor's office and you go out, it's right before lunchtime and you get in your car and you're kind of swinging around the back of the building. And as you do, there you see the doctor taking a smoke out the, <laughs> out the back of the building, right? So now at that point in time, you might be, ah, oh, that doctor, I, you know, I can't believe him sort of thing. And you may never want to go back to that doctor. And I get it, right? Like, like we might like to keep our distance from people like that. But I think you would be unwise in that situation, even if you want to keep a distance from that doctor, to necessarily dismiss the advice that he gave and what he's espousing, right? So, because it is true that when we smoke, it can have really detrimental health effects. So, so we have to be careful when we're sort of, you know, when we're come up against hypocrites. Yeah, they, we may not like them and we may not be around them, but we don't necessarily want to dismiss what they're saying just because, um, you know, they they themselves are hypocrites. Now, I bring this all up because I think the Christian message, and in particular the person of Christ, has a lot going for it. Like there's, I think there's a lot in that message that's worth listening to, even if Christians don't themselves always live up to it, right, or even hold themselves accountable for it. And so I think, in some ways, we have to be careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, that, that's very helpful and clarifying, at least at least to me, John. So anyway, we've talked about how Christians on a personal level might create more harm than good, but 
what about Christians on a, on a whole or throughout history, like the macro that you were talking about? Mm-hmm. Certainly there have been some things done in the name of Christianity that have created a lot of harm, right? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, I mean, we can look at, you know, slavery in the South that was um, oftentimes sort of led by even church leaders, right? So um, we can look at the Crusades. We can look at sort of the Spanish Inquisition. There's been lots of things that have been done in the name of Christianity um, that have not been good. Now, I think one of the things that's valuable here to see is that just because someone proclaims to do something in the name of someone, right, doesn't mean that they're actually doing something that's really in accordance with that name. So um, let's say you start a business and, you know, the sort of the high sort of mark of your business is that you deliver on time every time. In fact, you even name your business that on time every time, right? So, but let's suppose that someone else out there kind of steals your name. All right, because hey, that's a catchy name. We'll we'll use that. You know, no one will notice. And but they're not really up to delivering things on time. And so, well, people sort of know your big name, and so reports start coming out. Oh yeah, I used on time every time. You know, as my provider, and they didn't deliver on time. But it wasn't really you. It was someone who was using your name, right? Now it really wouldn't be fair to your company who really does deliver on time to, to sort of be um, belittled because of what some other people are doing in the name of the sure. company, right? So, so I think that's sometimes the case, right? So there have been Christians who have done things in the name of Christianity, but they really haven't been following Christianity or what Christ had to say. And so um, it really wouldn't be fair to put down what Christ had to say because other people are supposedly doing things um, in his name. Now, there's another thing that I want to point out here, and that is that um, you know sometimes people look at some of the atrocities that maybe have been done in the name of Christianity, and there have been some for sure, but they've suggested that it's only Christians, that it's people only who have done things in the name of Christianity that have you know, done bad things. So we got to get rid of Christianity. We can go other routes. But when we look at other routes, I would say it's even worse. So let's say, for example, in the 20th century, um, the atheist regimes of Russia or China or some of some of the smaller countries, even like Cambodia. So we have these communist leaders that are espousing atheism. You have Stalin and Mao Zedong and Pol Pot, sort of those leaders. Well, they killed 100 million people in the 20th century, where there's nothing sort of on the books <laughs> that sort of points to sort of the harms that sort of have been done in the name of Christianity that way. So, so I think we have to put things in perspective, too. It's not to let Christians off the hook, but when we look in the Inquisition that, for example, only about 2,300 people, that's what the records show, were killed in the Inquisition over 200 years. That's 2,300 people over 200 years were killed. That's a like tiny compared to a hundred million killed in the 20th century by these atheist communist regimes. So, so again, it's not to let Christians off the hook, but it's just to say, hey, we need to keep this in perspective. If you're going to dismiss Christianity because of some harm done. Well, you certainly have to dismiss 
sort of these other sources. So. Yeah, and that's one of the great themes of your book. I, mm-hmm. I I feel John is just helping people not only to understand some of the the reasons behind uh, Christianity and why we should think it's true, but also to say. If you're going to go another route, you need to hold that other route to the same kind of standard and look at that evidence. You can't just say, well, I've written off Christianity, so, you know, I've, or I'm, so I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. Freak, but right. no, you got to go look at atheism and see what, what follows. What's the evidence for atheism? Hold it, be, be, be uh, investigative and look, look for the evidence. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. This is, this has been really, really great. And we've talked about the harm. That's been done in the name of Christianity, whether on a micro or a, a macro level. But is there a case to be made that Christianity has done more good than harm? Hmm. I, I think there is a case to be made there. I, and again, I think on the micro level and the macro level, I've just seen too many individual lives that have been changed for the better when people have began to lean into God or to lean into to to what Jesus had had to say. So, I mean, I've seen marriages that have been saved. I've seen addictions that have been overcome. I've seen despair that has been, re- you know, replaced with hope, um, greed and self-centeredness sort of replaced with sort of a generosity and a looking out for other people's needs. And so I would say in those lives, right, that's clearly done more good than, than harm. I think, too, on the macro level as well is that I think a lot of times people don't recognize that the things that we take for granted today as good in our society were actually things that were really sort of pushed by Christians and that were sort of based on sort of a Christian worldview. So so science itself, right, all really started by Christian thinkers um, who believed that that God created a world that could be investigated and— that was good and was worthy of being investigated. And so, you know, our scientific sort of methods and, ide- um, and ideas, a lot of it sort of stem from these Christian leaders. Or we look at other areas like medicine. Well, um, you look back at sort of in sort of the Roman writings of the first couple of centuries, if someone was sick, you just kind of threw them to the street. It was Christians who started caring for people. It was Christians who started hospitals. So, you know, there's a lot of hospitals that say the Baptist hospital, the Presbyterian hospital, the well, why is that so? It's because Christians felt like that there was a reason to care for people's needs. It wasn't about a, um, it wasn't about sort of a business model and creating sort of income. So we're going to create this sort of medical system so that people can, uh, you know, you know, make a living out of it. It was about caring for people. So Christianity's brought about science, brought about medicine, a lot of the arts. We look back at sort of the beautiful things. We go around museums to see they were sort of sort of based on sort of Christian ideals or principles. Um, education, public education is a Christian idea. It was Martin Luther in Germany who brought about public education. So it was his idea. So we look at that or charity, the idea of charity. Again, charity was sort of looked down upon sort of in Roman culture, like it was a bad thing to provide charity towards people. So it was Christians who were providing that. So so I think on the macro level, there's a lot of reasons to say, hey, um, Christianity has actually done more good than, than harm. Well, John, another fantastic conversation. Thank you so much. This has been chapter six, Haven't Christians Caused More Harm Than Good? Next episode, 
We're going to be talking about chapter number seven, why should I trust what the Bible has to say? That'll be a good one. If you haven't already, go pick up Search's new book, Questioning God Answers to Questions Worth Asking. It's available now on questioninggod.com and on Amazon. And we look forward to having you join us next time on the Questioning God podcast with John Hopper.